0: Hey, this is Why with the Great Podcast. Thanks a lot for listening. This episode is actually a YouTube video. You can go uh, to YouTube, Wyatt Crispin, uh, on YouTube, and it's there. You'll see the scenery. Uh, the music that I play during this um, has some scenery with it, so you can see it there, or you can just listen to the music here. Uh, basically, the episode is all about um, you know van life, micro houses, um, off-grid living, things like that allow you to free up your creative potential a bit more than the normal life, so to speak. So with that in mind, here we go. Looks cool, huh? In this video, I'm gonna be looking a little bit on van life and how it relates to being creative or creative potential. But first, I thought, okay, I'm not a van lifer. So what would it be like if I were? And then I started to dream a little bit. Stay tuned, because after the dream, I'm gonna show you a couple things that are pretty cool. on translate some of the benefits of the van life to your current life. Check it out. Hey, Chels, wanna go adventuring? I'm
1: a traveling spirit, I've seen many shores from the West Pacific to the island of Kenya. They treat me like a son anywhere I go And even though no one can tell, I still feel that I'm alone I'm alone, I'm alone, I'm alone Leave me stranded, I know how to handle it all It's a train where I'm the only passenger on board. Oh, there is beauty to enjoy on this road. But even so, I still feel that I'm I'm alone. I'm alone, I'm alone, I'm alone. Leave me stranded, I know how to handle it all on my own. I'm alone Leave me stranded, I know how to handle it all
0: what's cool about it is you can go places for the off season right now i'm in lake champlain the off season this park is totally empty one other car i just saw a couple leave and that's pretty much it you have the whole place to yourself usually this part costs to get into but in the off season it's free what's cool is you get the whole lake to yourself in places like this so when you're busy you can't really take the time to come up here on things like that guess what's happening right now a lot of people are coming up this way but they're off in their cars looking at the fall foliage it's leaf paper season so you know there is that but still van life offers you the chance to basically go to these places in the off season. that's a little cooler but you don't have to deal with a lot of people and in a lot of cases you'll get there for free so in this episode I want to talk about some of the cool things about van life that I uh, a lot of people are enjoying that you can enjoy too even if you're not like part of the van life there's one word that describes van life it's freedom so freedom is different for each person but for me it's about freedom of flow so during a particular week if you work the nine to five you don't have control over most of your time it's dedicated to particular a particular job and even during that job you'll have meetings and all all sorts of obligations now, when you have the van life, uh, you don't have those. All those things are removed, and so it allows you to go deeper within something. Let's say you want to write about something. You wake up, you have that inspiration, you can go and do it. In my mind, the freedom involves a freedom of choice for any particular moment during the day, and it removes that obligation to say, uh, I'm going to have these sets of habits. Now, you could be in the van life and still not have that freedom because your mind contains you into a particular spot. Uh, think about a normal life you wake up and you you set on that armor of obligation and you have that sword of knowledge that you hack away at to-do lists and those to-do lists are great and everything but as soon as you get them done during the day it almost feels like you always could have done more and it still is that weight and you lift it a little bit while you're sleeping and then it just comes right back on and although some entrepreneurs have gone and said well look Let's do three obligations. Three things that you get done, you're satisfied with your day and the rest is just gravy or you just let it go. And it's paring things down. It's minimalism. It's paring down your tasks. It's paring down, again, I'm speaking on freedom, paring down those obligations that you have. Now, most people, of course, 45% of their income on average, and it can be 42% with, if you're a homeowner, but if you're renting around 45 in New York City, I've heard some stats thrown around about 65%. It's a large chunk of your income. Oh, So when you free yourself from that obligation, you give much more flexibility to uh, things that come at you. Now, you're not always going to have a set uh, amount each month that comes at you, regardless of if you have the van life or regular life. It's variable. Emergencies happen and things like that. What seems to make the van life so key in terms of that freedom is when something like that comes out, you, you have the ability to reduce your expenses quite dramatically, um, because you've removed the housing part. You don't have to go anywhere and spend money on gas and you can boondock, uh, which means, you know, uh, staying in a place for free, you know, camping out on BLM land, which is Bureau of land management, which is mainly out west. But it gives you that, uh, opportunity to basically. Uh, downshift your expenses and therefore your freedom opens up and it's having that ability, that flexibility to do things. But the part of freedom that I like that gets me is the adventurous part. And here's where I think it really comes into play to overall philosophy. Cause it's not about the van. The van is cool and people do van tours and they talk about solar energy and they talk about all the things that technology or otherwise that go into a toilet <laughs> go into van life, but it's not about the van. It's not about the bike. It's not about the camera. When you're talking about, um, you know, photography and video, it's not about the camera. People focus on that part of it, but that's a far different aspect of it than the philosophy and what it does for people. And if you look and you read up on things, another part besides the freedom is community and it's establishing yourself with other like-minded people on a regular basis. But the ambiguity, I think, and in terms of entrepreneurship and the the tie-in to ambiguity, uh, both for an entrepreneur and also living in a tiny house, uh, living off the grid, um, hiking the P- PCT Pacific Crest Trail, um, you know, tiny houses, all that uh, minimalism, it, it pairs things down, but it also brings in a bit more ambiguity, um, and that ambiguity is key uh, part of our our muscle, our ability to be creative. Of course, being creative involves a lot of things, but one thing uh, that is for sure is your ability to basically take and on the spur of the moment, uh, take something to where you want it to go. And if you have all these other obligations, you're, you're going to have an idea and you're going to be like, oh, I'll get to it. But when you're out there in the van life, you can explore that right off the bat. You can go and have an adventure and it brings in other, you meet other people and it brings in so many other ideas that you wouldn't get otherwise. So you've got that freedom, and I think uh, ambiguity that really invigorates people for a certain period of time. And that time aspect is another part of it. Uh, time itself, if you look, most people think of hourly time, and it doesn't. It's really hard if you if you uh, look at van lifers, they'll talk about their release of that that time, slowing down a bit, and not thinking so much in terms of hourly hourly rates, hourly things to get done. And it slows them down and it, it you get in effect a detox from that whole cultural uh, or part of our culture and it allows you to really enjoy the moment more. It takes a huge amount of stress off. And so time is one of those elements where instead of thinking about time in terms of hourly things to do, it opens up a whole broader aspect. Now the other part of that is what you do with your time becomes much more fluid and you can actually go down rabbit holes is you can actually do all kinds of stuff but beyond the time um people end up being healthier they're outside a lot more and the and nature and everything outside influences their choices and their decisions but they're also outside you can see people even hiking the pacific crest trail you watch a video from when they start and video when they end it's dramatically different being outside, you can see a uh, van lifers, their first video to their current video, their health improves gen- on, on the average, their health improves greatly. You can see it in their complexion. They're outside and it, it's uh, a lot healthier. So then it becomes, well, okay, you're not a van lifer. Maybe you're never going to become one. It's interesting, the minimalism, the how it uh, keys into entrepreneurial spirit. But if you're there and you want to stay in your spot, it's like, well, I like these benefits uh, that the van life talks about, minimalism, and all that. So how does that key into my regular life? Here's some ideas for that. See, it has to do with your own time and thinking about time in terms of retirement. Okay. And it doesn't have to be retirement. It's, it's uh, If you look at professors uh, in universities, they'll take a sabbatical. Let me give you a little bit of background. Mother, before she died of cancer, she would actually work during the summer, then quit and take off in a Toyota, one of those Toyota campers, like from a 74 Toyota camper, it's like a dolphin. And she would take off to Mexico and live out of that. of And what she called it, uh, mini retirements. Okay. And, and it's for that period of time. And then she came back to work to feed that time and it's that aspect you could consider whether it be a sabbatical of sorts or whether you take a chunk of time um and we're not talking about a vacation it has an entirely different focus it's not a vacation it's actually living and you're not and and it just has a different intentionality a different focus you're living with the people around you and you're exploring in ways you wouldn't otherwise and some as some professors And some professors who take these sabbaticals, they come back with more ideas than they had before and are able to write and create a lot more effectively. And so what I'm saying is, why not look at ways you can basically go for a month, two months, three months, six months, maybe even a year, and take that time off away from your life. You know, the van lifers, not all of them are going to stay with it for their whole life. Chances are, on average, uh, the van lifers will go for a certain period of time and then they'll decide on something else. It's, it's, it is a lifestyle change and some of them do stay till they die. But on average, more of them will stay. You know, there's this tipping point. Some talk about a year and a half. Some talk about a year, some talk about five years, you know, whatever it might be. And they might even come back to it, but that's the whole thing. It's the flexibility to basically leverage those elements of, of life to give you a totally different perspective. It's that life compass, right? You've got that life compass. And when you step outside of it, you look at your map, your life map again. And when you take that sabbatical, it allows you to see where you're at. Uh, it ta- you takes the time to look at where you're at with the, your life compass. And does it make sense on where you're going? It reengages you with that, your motivations, and you become much more refreshed. And you have a deeper understanding of what you're doing and why you're doing it. Um, so that you're not at the end of your life going, oh, crap, and looking at your life map at the end going, oops, oh, wow. You know, so it's taking those moments outside of normal existence, normal life, and doing something completely different, hiking the Pacific Crest Trail, uh, taking off and traveling, uh, you know, to another country. Um, It's taking off in a van and living out for a while. It's, uh, you know, maybe living in a tiny house for a while, getting rid of possessions, minimalism. It can be anything. But the idea is that it's a a time outside of your normal existence that allows you to see it differently. Of course, anybody can do it. You just have to plan for it Uh, with the van life, of course, and paring things down, you have more flexibility and choices. Okay. So the other part of that is time slowing down a bit and allowing for exploration. And we're talking about like maybe a day, you don't do anything. You, you get out of the house and you don't know where you're going. You don't know what you're going to be doing. You're just adventuring. You're exploring. Take a day and do that. Don't have any agenda. And when you go out and explore and you adventure and you do, you find there's a wondrous thing that happens, the people you meet, the uh, synchronicities that happen. You don't have to travel around the globe or even across the country for that to happen. You can take a day, even just a day, and do that. And in your local area, you'll find, go places you've never been before, explore um, something road or or uh, street, avenue, dirt road, wherever that you've never explored before, and just see where it takes you. And maybe do that for two days, maybe do it for a week. The whole idea is you can take these many things where you don't um, have the normal agenda focused uh, parameters of your of your life. Now, another aspect of this is just um, being willing to have ambiguity more. And I think that's a real key part. Strength of being a creative entrepreneur, I need to think relies heavily on being able to handle, uh, ambiguity, things come at you in different ways. And if you're, let's say you're, uh, you know, up there in space, you have to be able to take things from your existing what's around you and create solutions. That's the same idea, but you put it in your own life and instead, you know, right now we're a how-to culture it's like we're how-to to death in terms of our ability to basically take things and figure them out and when you're set with something and you have to figure it out you get creative and that and if you do that on a regular basis you can actually transfer that over to the rest of your life in terms of being a little more creative in terms of looking for solutions that might not uh, that you might not otherwise uh, rather than just reaching for the how-to video and seeing, you know, how to do something. Obviously <laughs> this can get you in all kinds of trouble. And that's the whole idea. It's feeling it's being willing to get into sticky situations and then get yourself out of it. You know, uh, I think there's a strength to that and entrepreneurial spirit that I think can make a resurgence through, uh, the tiny, uh, houses through van life and, you know, off-grid living where you really delve into what makes energy, how much energy do you use? It, 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 it gives you a different perspective. I love the idea of the van life. I, I lived, uh, I I've had a couple of vans myself. I, um, actually, uh, right before I graduated from college, I lived out of my van for three months because, uh, you know, in college, you usually don't have much uh, money. So I wanted to travel, move across country. And in order to do that, I thought, okay, what can I do? And I thought, oh, let's just uh, live out of my van for three months and save on rent and use that money to uh, get myself across and set up. So that's exactly what I did. And I was studying, uh, living out of my van, and it was a challenge to go because I wasn't adventuring and traveling. There was nothing really exciting about it. I I was more using it as a sleeping spot, and I would use the campus to study and and what have you. But I found myself, um, you know, really feeling like I, uh, was not really wanted in most areas. I, I had to kind of sneak around to see where can I sleep. And that's where you get into, uh, what van lifers call stealth camping, you know, bo- boondocking, uh, you know, and so on. So, it's interesting because that um, life, you know, move forward to now. That was a while ago, but move forward to now, and you get a lot more information and perspective, and ability to to share that information not only amongst other people doing the same thing, but also also those not doing it. So that when they see someone, they're not uh, apt to necessarily have the perspective that the news might give you, because the news gives you filters. If you've never seen someone. Uh, You know, living out of their van, you're going to think negatively on it because the information that you've received is from the media. But when you receive it direct from the van lifers, you get a far different perspective. And I think that aids uh, the ability for people to do that, besides the technology, of course. Now, obviously, not all van lifers are um, great, and you've got all kinds of problems. Cities responding to those problems in various ways, making all kinds of rules and regulations in Some cases, the BLM Bureau of land management, the BLM Bureau of land management is shutting down places, or they're looking at, um, actually charging, uh, for staying in a place with no amenities at all. So you've got trash, you've got people who really disrespect the whole situation. And amongst that, you've got people who are really hurting in terms of they've chosen the van life, not out of intentionality but because they have to, they've lost their house, they're living on the street. And that's far different from the others who uh, might have chosen intentionally, or you have the RVers and some people with, you know, uh, $550,000 RVs and you've got them all kind of traveling about living. And in general, the RVs are more acceptable than of course the Vans, but, a lot of them are doing some of the similar things. They're seeking adventure, but they're also seeking locations where let's say you've got a million dollar home. You're never gonna see that view in the morning unless you've got a van or an RV, in which case you get to have those views in the morning. And it may be only a couple days, but it's enough to give you your spirit joy. And you don't have to have a million dollars. And that's the whole idea. It's leveraging the van experience or RVing whatever it might be so that you can engage your spirit enliven it and become much more uh, motivated towards uh, creating and living and being uh, a full on person rather than just paying the bills. So I think there are aspects of the van life and tiny living and minimalism that can be kind of translated over so that you can leverage that in your own life. And eventually maybe you try it, maybe you don't, it doesn't matter but you give yourself a chance to see your life from a totally different perspective. Cause unless you whip out that compass, that, that life compass and look at your life map and go, where am I, you know, in relation to some of the ideals I have, unless you pull yourself completely out of that sometimes and hit that reset button, you're, you're, you're going to find yourself carrying weight that you might not need to. So that's the whole idea. And, I'm hoping you enjoyed this video. Obviously I'm not a van lifer. I do have some perspectives I've traveled across the country. I've uh, lived in Japan for three years and I've gone and done things that are somewhat similar. And so I have that perspective. I, I did, you know, hang out with my mom and, and get her perspective on, you know, the mini retirements. And it's lucky that she did that because she died before she retired. She never got to have retirement, social security and so on. So, it's important, I think, uh, in my own life and I hope in others where we take and really look at living in terms of where you are now, no matter what age you are, where you are now and what you want to do, not in terms of retirement, because I think retirement is a myth. I really don't think we're going to ever really retire, um, but people need to stay active. And so that's that's one reason why also m- many others, but I I do think that it's more of a myth. You, you want to stay active. You want to stay engaged with people. And so you're going to be part of life. You're not just going to retire, so to speak. No, you're going to engage with communities and how that works, who knows. But it's a myth to think you're just going to go off to la-la land. It's a myth to think you're just going to go off into this uh, sunset and be everything's going to be great and hunky-dory. It's not. <laughs> When you ret- just because you retire doesn't mean everything's grand. You have all the different challenges that come up. They just change. And one of those challenges is how to keep living. Most Americans, most people in America are not going to have enough money to retire. They're just not. Just think about it. Even it, when people are working, if it takes 45% of their income, give or take, to actually just stay in one place and they're going to get less money Uh, when they retire than when they're working, yeah, (laughs) you're going to have a hard time retiring. So I just think it's better to look at life overall. You're always going to be active. You're always going to be contributing and doing something. It's healthier that way. And you're also probably going to need to. Um, So I put it forth to you that instead of looking at retirement in terms of all or nothing, look at what the van lifers prescribe and think about streams of income. Many of them that do well actually prescribe that you have multiple streams of income. I call them profit engines. And the reason is because they create a profit and usually they're an engine, meaning they, you start them and they kind of run on their own. They still need to be managed, but they run on their own. These profit engines are something that give you much more stability than a regular job because a regular job, again, you could be one decision away, one person making one decision away from you not having that job. And then what do you have? So these multiple streams of income are important, not just from an entrepreneurial aspect, but also just moving forward in life in terms of being more stable. Uh, if you look at nature and how it grows things uh, and our ideal is a monocrop that ends up failing and having to do have a lot of subsidies and all kinds of energy thrown out of it, Whereas if you look at the diversity, the biodiversity that happens normally within nature, think about your own life and your own biodiversity in terms of income, in terms of people, in terms of everything. You want to make, give that. You want to increase your diversity, and having a job is like having a monocrop. <laughs> so, you you you're spending a lot of money money, and uh, there's a lot of maintenance to have that life actually work. Uh, I'm going to have a link to a, a video in the several videos in the description from clips that I've used, but also uh, one or two that kind of show you, there's just one really good one you got to watch um, and it'll be in the playlist as well. But it basically shows you how much it costs to work, how much you're paying to actually work. It's eye-opening, really eye-opening. It's also kind of depressing, but it doesn't have to be. Really wanted to put this out there because I've been doing pottery and listening and listening and listening to so many van lifers. So I love it. These guys, these guys are awesome. And the whole life, tiny houses, even just hiking the Pacific Crest Trail, the, the, the spirit, the community, the, the, the perspective that that gives you is just so, uh, it's just so inspiring. And I just think that to live more creatively, I think, I just think to to be more creative, bringing those, uh, elements from minimalism and from these different parts um, are really good at kind of resetting and reinvigorating your own motivations and bringing more life to your creative potential. So I hope you really enjoyed this video. I'll see you in the next one. I'm going to continue this series. I got, some, I had, <laughs> I'm going to continue this series. And I have some funny videos coming. I think you're going to like. And you know, it pokes fun at the life, uh, but it's still good. It's, it's all, it's all good. So hope you enjoyed it. And be sure to subscribe so you don't miss them. Thanks a lot for watching. See you next time.